think about uh, the fact that many leaders feel starved for time. We're working under this assumption that longer hours lead to improved productivity. Like I work longer than, you know, I'm going to be more efficient, more effective, going to be more trusted and more credibility. Um, and many leaders uh, really just assume this and they just, just drive themselves and others to increase uh, effectiveness. They're trying to just squeeze it in, right? They're trying to squeeze it in and um, it's not working. <laughs> it's just not working. So this is uh, the Better You Leadership podcast, a live recording of the podcast. My name is Angela Odom, and I teach women how to lead themselves and others. And this is number one, part one of a four-part series on uh, managing your time as a leader. And so what I'm doing is really going through an article, right? I'm going to take you through an article that I I really uh, find uh, very interesting and useful and relevant. So I'm going to take you through an article over the next for Tuesday, starting today, right? So every Tuesday at noon is when we record this podcast. And I want to take you through this article written by um, Marilyn Paul, P-A-U-L. She's a PhD and David Peter Straw, S-T-R-O-H. And so they are, um, they've written uh, really a really detailed article about uh, leaders and how we manage our time. And sometimes uh, within an article, they equate uh, time to energy, how much energy we really have. Um, I think it's a very interesting uh, approach uh, as they have laid out four different areas uh, for us to focus on when we're talking about uh, managing time. Uh, and so we'll go through that. But first, you know, the four um, different points that they make, parts of the article that we're going to cover. Uh, the first is a focus on sustainable productivity. Sustainable is the key word, right? And we know that leaders, what's the thing leaders do? Leaders um, get things done, right? Results oriented uh, with uh, focusing on vision and communicating um, a direction, right? And not talk, necessarily talking about managing, managing skills, but leadership, right, and what that looks like. So one is a focus on sustainable productivity. Two would be identification and reduction of phantom workload. The phantom workload, we know what that looks like. It's the work people uh, unwittingly create for themselves by taking shortcuts um, around or trying to avoid essential difficult tasks. And this is according to the uh, the authors of this article titled Managing Your Time as a Leader. And then number three, um, the third part of what we will discuss discussion is tools for managing time more effectively and for leadership domains. I'm really intrigued about the leadership domains. And then the fourth would be a behavior change model that enables people to uh, reliably, reliably put good time management ideas, both traditional and innovative, into sustainable practice. And again, sustainable, like what can you do over time, right? And so managing your time as a leader, written by uh, Marilyn Paul, uh, who's a PhD, and then David uh, Peter Straw, S-T-R-O-H. They are principals of Bridgeway Partners, 
and you can go to bridgewaypartners.com. I don't know these people. I just know this is a really good article. And what I know for sure is that real leaders read. That's what I know for sure. Real leaders read. And I'm going to encourage you to do that. You can uh, pick up um, any book. And guess what? You can read that thing. Um, it's, you know, videos. You have, you have audios. You have podcasts. You have all these things, all these ways to read. And that way you can take from the experiences of others and infuse them into your life the way that you are leading yourself and others, right? And uh, Maryland, it says on the, on this uh, website that uh, Dr. Paul, Maryland, her special area of interest are time management, disorganization, and managing workload systemically. She is the author of the acclaimed book, It's Hard to Make a Difference When You Can't Find Your Keys. <laughs> she wrote that in 2004. And then David, David Peter Straw, S-T-R-O-H, was a co-founder of Innovation Associates, uh, which is a consulting firm, right? They focused on organizational learning. And so this is, uh, I want to make sure that when we are quoting someone or talking about their work, then we give them credit. <laughs> so that's what we're doing, right? Uh, we are focusing over the next four weeks on managing your time as a leader based on an article written by um, these two uh, individuals. And so want to make sure that uh, we focus, number one, today we're focusing on a, a sustainable productivity. This is the first part of the, first part of the uh, article. And so I'm just gonna go through, this is, uh, this is pretty interesting to me that we're all experiencing this and then sometimes we act like we're not, right? We're like, we act like we have more uh, time than we really do. And so uh, the article starts out with the overview, uh, the, the whole premise that many leaders feel starved for time. Like you just don't have enough time to do whatever it is that's on your plate, right? And we want to uh, make sure that we just acknowledge that whole concept. Um, working under the assumption that longer hours lead to improved productivity. Um, these leaders, us, me and you, right? Women leaders, we drive ourselves uh, and others to increase effectiveness. We're telling people, squeeze it in. You can get it done. Work a little longer. Uh, we're sending more emails. We are uh, working in all these different platforms, all these social media platforms, and we're sending the information out um, most likely without a system to um, filter it and determine what's actually important. So this article, um, uh, what the authors say is working people are expected to uh, run at a fast pace and be highly productive. Yet at the same time, there's a chronic sense of individual and collective slippage. Like I'm not getting it all done. I'm not able to get it all done and less than uh, optimal work at uh, work performance and impending burnout. Have you ever been burnout? Have you ever been just burnout? Like, I don't even want to go into the office. I don't even want to see these people. I don't want to think about um, this workload. It's just too much. You can be burnout in different areas in your home life. Like, oh my God. <laughs> have you had like a, uh, let me just take, have you ever had like a, um, uh, like a baby that you had to, to take care of? Um, you know, like maybe a sick baby, right? 
sick baby that you had to take care of. So that meant that you could not do anything else. <laughs> so everything else you thought was important, it goes out the window because that's the priority, right? And so you might have uh, a less than optimal work performance, like like the people that pay your bills kind of work performance, because that's what you're focused on at that time. And I think the authors are uh, through the next four um, parts, we're going to really get to the whole thing of what's what do you value and what's important to you and to have a balanced leadership approach uh, throughout your um, career, your month, your day, your week. Right. And so uh, the the authors go on to say the ability of leaders to manage uh, the increase both in workload and burnout more effective is essential. And they give you a reason why. They say because uh, their behavior has significant impact on others. The leaders have uh, an impact on others. In your home, your mood uh, impacts others in your home. In your workplace, your mood impacts others, right? And then they're using you as an example of how to be, you know, what's important, right? So uh, recent studies, according to the article, confirmed that under stress, people act more defensively, make poor decisions, and literally literally lose the executive function of their minds. Uh, this is especially uh, costly for leaders because they set the tone for their organization. We know that. We know that. Um, their moods affect how often how others think and behave so that people around them also tend to react in a confused, defensive, and otherwise unproductive ways. And this is according to uh, a study that the authors conducted. And it is common sense for us. We have common sense. We know that that is actually true. Uh, that has been, I've experienced that myself, right? And uh, so when we ask our clients, and this is uh, Dr. Paul and Mr. Straw, asking their clients, what they know about how to manage time. And I think this is all of us. Um, so when you ask about, so how do you manage your time? And they say, they list uh, many uh, familiar approaches. Set goals, plan ahead, delegate, track commitments. Uh, you want to track commitments to ensure work is completed. And then create manageable to-do lists, right? Uh, and then, so that's the first part. When we ask people, that's what they come up with. And, and then when you when they ask, the authors ask if uh, these things that were listed, these tools, um, if if they were actually used, say they can name all these things, but then do you actually use them? So the answers that they received were, we do all these things and they are not sufficient for us to stay on top of the demands we face. Could you use the tools and you're still not getting it done? All right, you still overstretch. And then the second answer is, we know we should uh, do these things, but we just don't have time to do them. <laughs> so these are conventional approaches to time management. Um, they're useful and uh, when you're organizing to get work done. However, increasing uh, personal efficiency alone is inadequate, according to the authors, and I believe this, uh, it's inadequate. So increasing your personal efficiency is not enough um for leaders to resolve this strategic issue i love how the authors frame uh the strategic issue right 
being how to achieve uh, high levels of sustainable, and keep listening to the word sustainable, how to achieve high levels of sustainable long-term performance while meeting the challenge of doing more with less, the challenge of doing more with less, right? Um, and that, right, I love how they frame that, um, that as the issue uh, for being more productive, right? So personal efficiency is just not enough, right? And so powerful work dynamics lead people individually and collectively to spend large amount of their work time pursuing non-productive activities, <laughs> right? Like you're spending so much time on, on things that are not aligned with the, the uh, priorities. Uh, so leaders must understand, this according to the authors, leaders must understand the nature of these dynamics and what they can do to change individual and collective habits of action. I love that term, habits of action, by the way. So the purpose of this article is to help leaders at all levels update their approach to time management. That's what we're going to do over the next four Tuesdays, right? This is part one of four. To help leaders update their um, approach to time management. So, And you say, so what? To do what? to better address the challenges of today's uh, work, well, work world. That's <laughs> a well. Uh, the key elements of this uh, approach, again, there are four, right? Uh, one is a focus on sustainable productivity, right? Sustainable productivity. Like how can I be more efficient personally um, over time? Productivity, how can I get things done over time? And number two, identification and reduction of phantom workload. And then number three, tools for managing time more effectively in four leadership domains. And number four is a behavior change model that enables people to people to reliably, reliably put good time management ideas into sustainable practice. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, what the authors focus on in sustainable productivity. And I want to pause for a second and let you just. Um, grab hold to what we're talking about here in uh, sustainable uh, productivity. You know, what does that uh, look like for you? You know, think about it. Um, and are you one of the people saying, I know about all these tools. I just don't have time to use them. I know about all these tools, uh, but I just, you know, come on. <laughs> I got all the things I do, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, as we take a deep breath and just dive into this real quick about increasing sustainable productivity. And uh, again, uh, the authors of this article have laid this uh, concept out really uh, well, right? It's very organized and it makes perfect sense. Uh, so perhaps the most important assumption for leaders is um, to question is that working harder, longer hours, and more days in a year increases productivity. So that's an assumption. <laughs> it, is, it does not make any sense. And so to me, it does not. So that's why I say, take your leave days. Me, Angela Oden, the Better You community. Take your leave days. Working harder, working longer, all that kind of stuff for more days. That's not uh, sustainable. Right. That's not, you know, uh, -uh don't do that. So uh, take your leave days, plan it out, be strategic, all those things. 
So the authors go on to say that it's a seductive proposition because working harder, up, uh, it only works up to a point. And then beyond that point, uh, the personal consequences include reduced brain functioning, right? Uh, increased stress and health problems. It really, your effectiveness is decreasing. And sometimes we have strained or failed relationships. You know, so let's take a step back, you know, for um, divorce rates or failed relationships in certain uh, categories or industries uh, with uh, military personnel, uh, with, um, um, you know, police officers, firemen, uh, fire people, I guess, on whatever correct term is these days. And, um, uh, you know, people that work long hours, it's expected for them to work long hours uh, over time. Uh, you know, it's, it is how much time do you spend with relationships, right? Uh, that's something that we need to look at personal relationships outside of your work environment. So um, the impact on teams and units is also great. Overwork, overwork tends to lead to mistakes that result in poor quality and rework, which means you got to do it over, right? Do it right the first time or do it over. Uh, that's actually what I say in my own space, right? So you want to uh, also focus on like, unproductive meetings. And I love how they weave meetings into uh, this article. Uh, so the impact of overwork is sometimes clear and sometimes it's subtle, um, but it is insidious, leading to a long-term decline in the quality of, of life. And then the, uh, the authors give examples um, using a senior manager uh, of a major pharmaceutical company named Beal. It says Bill worked long hours to keep up with his assignments, which included uh, leading several global teams, uh, developing market research projects, global, worldwide, right? Uh, Bill enjoyed being the expert who was needed by people across the globe. So he would make himself or try to make himself available to his colleague, colleagues. And he prided himself on putting in long hours at work and being available at home, being available at home. You get that part, right? He prided himself on that. And um, when one of the authors met him, Marilyn, um, Dr. Paul met him in her capacity as a consultant, right? Uh, he was in the middle of a brutal divorce and was under scrutiny uh, by his boss. He felt uh, pulled in uh, many directions and had trouble focusing on the essence of his responsibilities because he was trying to make himself available to so many people. So he was not really focused on the essence of his responsibilities. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Uh, Bill, uh, as we're using in the, as the article the, uh, is using in this example, he also had difficulty showing the leadership his department needed. It was known as an uneven and unreliable manager get any of those in your life? Or are you that person, uneven and unreliable? Some days he would be remote and unavailable. On others, he would be chatty and even long-winded. Because he was so stretched with his global team, right? A divorce uh, and some other things going on. He let his subordinates run for long-term, long time without supervision. You ever do that? 
you ever think that you like you're that person like your boss is out doing all these things and you're running a project or you're doing it you're a team lead without any supervision you go and you say hey how am i doing you're doing oh yeah you're doing fine oh yeah you're doing fine <laughs> so this is the scenario that the authors are painting about bill and so because he was uh, so stretchy let his subordinates you know run with it right and then when he was able to catch up on his sleep and reduce the backlog he'd take a a, a look and uh he would notice what was happening without him sometimes he'd be surprised or even shocked by what he saw and he would plunge in with a fine tooth comb aggravating his subordinates and creating resentment um that he really had he hadn't been there sooner or uh he wasn't present earlier so now he's going back and he's changing stuff he's you know uh, reining things in my god are you kidding me so there was a sense of a resentment i could see that and then he would back off and uh because of the sense of resentment right and then um this whole cycle of uneven management would repeat so the there are costs associated with an uneven um manager the behavior is the cost are really high uh, but he had difficulty saying no Ooh, i love this part right here he had difficulty saying no for requests for his expert advice and this is all about you know still focus on time management if uh, so if he was going to survive at the company he would have to deeply restore his energy learn to set clear priorities and even out his managerial behavior so I really just like that whole part by itself talking about uh, he didn't understand the essence of his responsibilities. So leaders need to think in terms of increasing, not simply uh, levels of work and productivity, but primarily the level of sustainable productivity. And then the authors go on to explain what they mean by sustainable productivity. And it is, um, getting the right things done well in a timely way <laughs> this all by itself right getting the right things done well and in a timely way um and preserving and restoring resources including oneself one's good standing with colleagues and customers and one's relationship with family community and natural in the natural environment that's pretty uh that's pretty cool isn't it i love that so uh sustainable productivity is very easy uh, to understand as the authors have laid it out. They focus on the right things, right? Getting those things done, uh, completing those things, and then making sure you preserve your, your resources. And it, within the Better You community, we focus on um, leading ourselves first. So this is in alignment with um, the guiding principles of our community. So experience shows that time is not something that can be saved. It's, oh my God, I love this. I love this statement so much. You, you can't save time, right? It can only be spent more or less wisely. Think about that. So one way to approach this is to clarify what really matters to us. Uh, live life in accordance with our deepest values and serve others' best interests as well as our own. From a leader's point of view, time management needs to be more about helping oneself and others make wise and courageous choices rather than uh doing more with less wow <laughs> i just love that so that's part one uh, of the article 
And again, we're going to focus on um, next Tuesday. We'll, next Tuesday, we'll dive into reducing phantom workload. Um, you know, reducing uh, phantom workload. Then we're going to managing uh, time in four domains. And then we'll look at changing behavior, changing behavior, right? And just real quick on this uh, managing time in four domains, uh, the, the four domains that are listed uh, in the article, spiritual, mental, emotional, and material, as in physical stuff, right? And then these align with um, the leadership functions, which uh, spiritual uh, domain aligns with mobilized commitment through aspiration, and um, the mental uh, the mental domain aligns with the think strategically function of a leader. And then uh, the emotional domain aligns with build relationships and community. And then the material, like the stuff, the physical stuff, aligns with organized for action, which I, I'm really excited to get into, to dive into this, right? And so for us today, what I'd ask is for you to think through sustainable productivity and what that looks like to you and whether or not um, you believe that working longer um, equates to uh, working smarter or getting more things uh, done uh, being more efficient so just take a look at what you're doing especially as we are approaching um, the time of year where we have uh, we tend to have more commitments right we tend to have more uh, social commitments as opposed to work commitments. The work is not going to stop, right? And so social commitments. So sustainable productivity is is a real thing. So think about your own mindset, whether you think you need to work uh, night and day. Uh, you need to be emailing people uh, throughout the night. You need to be posted in group meetings at three in the morning. You need to be, uh, you know, think about it. Is that, does that even make sense, <laughs> right? That's not sustainable. It is not at all. You need to be sending text messages uh, to people, all these things. So I'm just telling you to consider sustainable productivity and what that looks like to you. Oh, by the way, um, I want to uh, thank you for listening today for part one of four uh, part series on um, uh, managing your time as a leader. So my name is Angela uh, Odom and I am a life and leadership coach. I'm the host of the Better You Leadership Podcast and the founder of the Better You uh, Better You Project. So I would encourage you to um, share this, right? Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, uh, Better You Leadership Podcast. Uh, comment, make some um, positive uh, comments on the uh, various platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. So comment and make them positive. Um, yeah, I'm telling you that, right? Subscribe. We want to, uh, I have my own goal is to have uh, 1,000 downloads by uh, the end of the year. I'm at 850, right? We're at 850. We want to get 1,000 downloads by the end of 2021. So I'm counting on you to help me out with that. And what's a download? Go to it and listen to it. That's what it means, right? And so thank you so much for that. We're in um, 14 different countries now. The Better Your Leadership Podcast is now in 14 different uh, countries. And we're very grateful for our listeners and again, so I'm asking you to do is to subs uh, subscribe to the podcast and to uh, like. I want five ratings, a rating of five, right? And then uh, make some positive comments. Tell us uh, what this is doing for you, what this, what this adds uh, to you, what value you gain from this. 
listening. All right, thank you so much. Have a great day, and may the Lord continue to bless you and yours. Take care.